0: let yeah. yeah. Another edition of the Scout Team Podcast. I'm Emory Hunt, the czar of the playbook, and this is episode three of this new podcast where we will be talking about prospects, all star games from a scouting perspective. And in this episode, we'll be talking about the College Gridiron Showcase All Star Game, which takes place January 7th through 11th in Benford, Texas, at Pennington Field. This is an outstanding game, an outstanding showcase for some of the more underrated prospects in the country and we'll give you a little bit more details in a second but as always you can follow us on iTunes on our website at footballgameplan.com slash podcast that's where you can find all of our archived shows and other podcasts as well follow me on Twitter at fballgameplan, game plan Instagram football game plan vine up until they decide to cancel it at football game plan as well so again fballgameplan game plan on Twitter football game plan everywhere else and don't forget to check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can see all of our analysis, updates, scouting reports, all that good stuff like that on a daily basis at YouTube.com slash football game plan. And, again, this episode we're talking about the College Gridiron Showcase, and it's going to be powered by NFL Draft Bible. Good people over there with Rick Saratella does a great job. This guy is always on the road. You talk about a guy uh, like me that's always out there at a different event, different game each and every week that's Rick Terratella and his NFL Draft Bible crew. Shout out to Miami Mike as well. All those good people over there. They're behind the College Gridiron Showcase. Um as far as helping secure talent for this game, And there's a ton of talent that we're going to talk about, but about this showcase, um and it's a unique game. You know, let's just say this is a it's a game we call it an All-Star game, but it's really an All-Star practice which we all know if we attend a senior bowl or a shrine game. You see a ton of scouts out there and it's always the practices that you see all the scouts and they start to taper off toward the end of the week. And no one, no scouts, at least go to the football game. Maybe one or two may hang around for the game itself, but they want to see those practices. They want to see those guys compete, see if those guys can be coached up or how coachable they are and how they excel in that high pressure situation. So about this game, you know, the, it'll be a, a, a showcase practice uh they'll have scrimmage they have symposium you know and this is a college all-star game that's for all divisions you know they, they provide exposure and education to the top college senior football players from around the country uh the players are selected by a panel of football experts players will come in for five days four nights to be evaluated by professional football league scouts Um, they'll receive professional coaching, mentoring, life coaching, and seminars that will benefit them as they move forward in their professional lives in or out of football. And they're the first all-star event to implement a format for uh, football professionals. The format showcases the players through practices and a controlled scrimmage to scouts and executives from the top professional leagues, such as the NFL and CFL. And this is all coming from directly off their website. So the players attend meetings, practices, performing individual drills, one-on-ones, team drills, and in many cases have personal interviews with scouts and executives from those clubs. So they will also have a strong football education symposium component where the athletes will get to listen to uh, mentors and and speakers, provide education through seminars, financial education, life as a professional athlete, player expectations on and off the field and firsthand accounts, again, from former NFL rookies, uh, talking about social media responsibilities, all that good stuff like that. So it's a really good event for the guys that that have been selected. And uh, again, NFL Draft Bible was behind this year's group, this year's roster, and they've put together quite an impressive list. And I'm just going to give you guys some of the guys that you want to keep an eye on as well as the game itself or the practices themselves. And also the, I know last year they posted the scrimmages on YouTube and I'm pretty sure they're going to do the same thing, but there's a couple of guys that you want to, that I have earmarked that uh, I think are intriguing players that I would like for you guys also to check out. Because again, this is what it's all about. You're getting some guys here on this list that are not household names, but they're very good football players, and like last year, you had a couple of guys from this game get drafted or get some extended looks in NFL camps and things like that. So that's what you want to see in an all-star game. That's what you. That's what these all-star games um, provide. And so, looking at the quarterback position, again, there's a bunch of you know talent here, uh, underrated talent, a lot of small school talent. You you see guys like Greg Wyndham. You remember his name from the Ohio Bobcats. He's going to be there. Dane Evans from Tulsa is also participating as well. Bart Houston just came off an impressive performance in the, in the Cotton Bowl. Uh, I think he went 13 or 14 or 14 out of 15, something silly like that, but he's going to be there playing. But intriguing names here is are Justin Dvorak from Colorado School of the Mines. And here's the thing about Dvorak. He was a football game player preseason Division II All-American. Um, but when you look at his game, this guy can really throw the deep ball. And I'm, I'm talking about with a rocket arm, I'm just talking about the placement on those deep balls are impressive. So, he's six feet tall, 200 pounds. So it'll be interesting to see how he competes uh, throughout the course of the week. Aaron Bailey out of Northern Iowa was an intriguing talent. I remember saying that he reminds me a lot of what Cordell Stewart was doing at Colorado. If you remember back in the day, uh, Colorado ran it was a mix of it was like the pre-spread offense. It was more of an option attack. Um, but they threw the ball a little bit. Not necessarily a triple option, more of a speed and load option type of attack. Uh, Rashawn Salam back there in the backfield, and Michael Westbrook out there on the end, and Christian Fourier tight end. They had a ton of talent on those uh, early 90 um, Colorado squads. But Aaron Bale is a guy that's 6'2", 225. I, I, I wanted to see more growth in his game as a passer. You saw a little bit of that late last season for Northern Iowa he ran for over 1400 yards and you see where I'm going with this so this year he didn't progress in that area and, ha- and they had to they had to bench him so will he play quarterback or will he utilize that athleticism at another position because again he ran for 1400 yards he has um good natural running skills now he's a former Iowa State transfer that transferred down to Northern Iowa and led that team to the playoffs uh, last year. Had a great run. Again, it was a leading rusher in the team. He was an All-American. You want to see more progression in this game. He has the talent to throw. I would like to see him continue to stay at that quarterback position because, again, when you look at where Cordell Stewart was coming out of Colorado throwing a football, I think Bailey is still still in, that, in that, that range. So I want to see how he does passing this week. Uh, down in Benford, Texas. Zach Conkey is a Stephen F. Austin graduate, 6'4, 240, coach's son at Stephen F. Austin. But again, he had his struggles this year to where he had got he got benched. So but he has he played in a spread offensive attack where you're going to throw the football maybe forty five times a game. And he was able to be productive last year as a junior, but this past season as a senior he kind of struggled. So this is a good showcase for him. Jack Nelson is an underrated guy from Winona State um, six four two thirty. He set all kind of records there. So those are the quarterbacks of intrigue this weekend. I'm pretty sure you can find video on these guys on uh, Huddle or uh, wherever you grab your your video source. Uh, looking at the running backs, Dan Andrews. I ca- I called their game in the ECAC bowl game. Uh, he plays for Brockport State, a Division three school. But Andrews is um a monster in the open field for a guy that big able to make people miss and he he reminds you a little bit and i'm not making this comparison but he does draw some comparisons to Edrin james and how he just is a very good receiver uh good in the open field productive um he got hurt in that bowl game i hurt his knee and he was not the same player although he tried to gut it out and play but you saw a clear drop off in production because he, he thrives on ankle flexion, making guys miss. That's a big part of his game for a guy at six feet two ten. King Frazier, former Nebraska Cohen Husker, now North Dakota State Bison, playing behind that big offensive line. He runs very well. I think he's just a productive guy. Um, another one of intrigue, intriguing. And, and Dalton Carlson, running back out of New Hampshire, 5'10", 210. He's also a dynamic kickoff returnman. So he has that value that the NFL scouts will look for. And speaking of value, you look at Devin Church, 5'9", 185, out of Eastern Illinois. Saw a lot of him play this year as we cover, again, a lot of the FCS. Um, Church also led the team in receiving as well as rushing. So he's a dynamic talent and also is a very good punt and kickoff returner. And will stand back. I'm pretty sure you guys remember the name. Uh, he's coming from Virginia Union, but you remember him as part of the one two punch down at central Florida uh behind uh what's the tailback that played at it's so it's a shame because you scout these guys their entire career they get to the league and if they don't stick around, you tend to forget their names but he was behind uh the running back i and I compared him to rodney Hampton, but his name slips my mind he Ended up going to Jacksonville, but Will Stanback was the the two of the one two punch uh, at that Central Florida backfield. Got kicked off the team. Ended up at Virginia Union, where well, he's productive. So he's trying to claw and scratch his way back. And if you remember when he was a true freshman, he really shined in, at Central Florida. So intrigued to see how he does this week. I know he had a very good season at Virginia Union. You're looking at the running back, the wide receiver position. Alex Jett saw him live up in and up close last season, 5'11", 190 out of Brown. And here's a guy that his last name does his his speed justice because he is a pretty fast guy. He's a vertical threat and also does a good job on kickoff returns. Anthony Warham, coming out of the FCS ranks uh, at Illinois State. When you look at the FCS at the receiver position, all you heard was Cooper Cup, but then you also heard Jake Winicky from South Dakota State. And you also heard about Anthony Warm of Illinois State, and he was the number one option for the Redbirds. So it's definitely somebody you want to keep an eye on. Aaron Sanders, very underrated. Keep an eye on him because I think he can really not only improve his stock, but probably get into that draftable range. I like him as a player coming out of VMI. He's 6'2", 195, probably a little bit close to 200. Very silky smooth route runner that sacrifices for the football. And I think that's something that is a vastly underrated element for the receiver position. You have to be able to sacrifice for passes. And in that passing game, I like how they start to incorporate throwing the football a little bit more this year at VMI with their quarterback uh, Cook, and he did a good job finding Sanders a lot in those ball games. So those are some receivers of intrigue, in my opinion. And we got a couple of intriguing tight end prospects here, too. And Another name that you guys will recognize in Tyrone Swoops of Texas. Uh, and, you know, Tyrone Swoops started at Texas as a quarterback, and now he's announced that he's making the transition to tight end, He's going to try to make the NFL as a tight end prospect, and this is a great game for him because, again, it's all about the practices. So he's going to get a lot of reps in blocking, route running, catching a football, and going up against some very good defensive line talent that we're going to talk about in a second. But this is a great opportunity for him to showcase that transition and where he is now and where, where he can go as a prospect. One guy that's already there is Mike Estes of Gardner-Webb. I liked him a lot. Uh, going into the season, he was a football game plan preseason All-American, 6'4", 250, and he threw to the tight end a lot. And he's a guy that um, he can play in line, but he's more of a bigger wide receiver. Um, they had a guy la- a couple of seasons ago there at Gardner-Webb that was pretty good of the same caliber in in uh, Kenny Cook. He had tryout, uh, made the practice squad, I believe, with the Kansas City Chiefs. I have to find out where he is now. But, Uh, when they find a number one option in the passing game, you're going to get a lot of looks, a lot of targets. And that's what Mike Esses did. But he was also a matchup nightmare um, when they lined him out wide. Naturally, he's going to draw either a linebacker or a safety, and he's going to win that battle more often than not. And that's the thing about these practices when you look at the skill position. Um, Guys are going to get these reps, how they compete uh, with each and every rep, because you're looking at an all-star game. We talked about maybe what? Four running backs, but on this list you have two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen backs. Uh, another back, Mac Breida, You you heard a lot about him coming into the season from Georgia Southern. That's another underrated name to keep an eye on as well. So there are some big names here as well as some of these underrated guys. But again, you want to check out this the the roster. Go to cgsallstar.com and check that roster out. But it's a good opportunity for these guys to maximize those reps and those scrimmages. I think it's going to be set up, if it's set up like last year, you're going to see three scrimmages. Uh, so they'll have three sets of scrimmages so everyone can get valuable reps, which is great for uh, these players, which is why a lot of players like this All-Star game and wanted to attend. Uh, moving along the offensive line, a couple of guys from the Northeast that I was able to see a lot of, uh, Brad Seaton of Villanova, six seven three ten, very good athleticism. And when he locks on to you, Uh, you're not going to go anywhere. You know, he has some questionable uh, technique, but he's very strong at the point of attack. I think he's probably better suited inside as a guard because the game I was at against St. Francis, out on an island, the pass rushers were able to beat him with the first step. He wasn't able to reset and didn't find the guy. So when it was a run play, excellent. So I think protecting him with another body on the opposite side of him, on the left side, will help him out a lot. I think he can pass protect, but I think he has to be in a confined space. So I'm interested to see how he does this week. Andrew Lauderdale is another athletic offensive lineman coming out of the CAA uh, at New Hampshire. Keep an eye on him. He's another guy like Aaron Sanders that I think could really start making a serious push into that draftable range. JP Flynn football game plan, preseason all American out of Montana state. Very good interior offensive lineman. Um, and Kadir Spooner you know I'm all over the place right and Spooner popped onto the scene over the summer for me as I was doing my c i s well it's now called u Canada I believe but Canadian college football he was an all star uh, they played their all star games before the season at the East West Bowl at McGill University and he's a McGill player and which is a tremendous university and facility if you guys haven't been to Montreal and you haven't been to McGill. You have to go. It's an outstanding campus. Um, and I'll be up there this spring as well for the East-West Bowl, which takes place in first week of May. So right after the draft, I'll be up in Montreal covering that game. But Spooner stood out in that ball game throughout those practices. I was watching the film, and I like and, – and here's the thing. In, in the Canadian game, your offensive lineman better be athletes, and Spooner's a tremendous athlete. So I think he can play tackle or guard. So – It's going to be where he has to show something this week is in the strength department, because that's the difference between uh, the CIS and NCAA It's the consistency of the speed consistency of the strength. You don't see as much of the, the power speed combination in Canadian college football, as you do in NCAA. So that's going to be the adjustment for him. Uh, Moving on to the defense side of the ball, just some names up front on the defensive line, Joby St. Fleur, uh, Division two prospect, football game plan preseason All American out of Northwestern uh, Oklahoma State, real good player. I like his versatility. He has that that twitch that people like to talk about coming off the edge. Drew James played in the Sun Belt Conference this year. In New Mexico State defensive tackle and Casey Sales, another Ohio Bobcat, very productive. One thing you're going to see about these Ohio Bobcat defensive linemen, they're going to be technically sound. They won't do. They won't have many flaws. Uh, from a technique standpoint, another defensive tackle uh, that you want to keep an eye on. And Rashad Cower, we saw him have a very good Bahamas Bowl game out of Old Dominion, and he's going to be down there as well. So I like what they've put together on this roster from a defensive line and offensive line standpoint. That's going to be must-see TV, uh, the O-line, D-line battles. Now at the linebacking core, this was a bigger-named guy coming into the season, uh, Courtney Berry of Alabama State. Um, six feet two fifteen. He had a gang of tackles at Alabama State. was a little bit banged up this year. And he's six feet two fifteen, so he's more along the lines. He played weak side linebacker, he played middle backer uh for Alabama State. He's probably gonna transition to either a weak side backer or a strong safety But He does have the athleticism to get out there and cover. Um he doesn't have the quote unquote bulk or physicality to play inside um at the NFL level. I think he's more of an of an out in space type player. But like I said before, I think he will easily transition to a strong safety at the next level. And I'm a big fan of Matt Galambos out of Pitt. I was at the Pitt-Miami game uh, two years ago, and Galambos just uh, kept popping up, making tackles. Productive, productive, productive. And that's the thing when you look at backers. You're either always around the football or you're making tackles seven yards down the field. And, And Galambos is one of those positive play linebackers that's making impactful plays always around the football um, intriguing name here and Christopher Malumba and the intriguing thing about him out of Maine is that he's probably a top three CFL draft prospect because he's born in Canada. And that's how that, that process works. You see a lot of guys uh, that play NCAA ball that CFL draft prospects because you have to be a Canadian born citizen. And Malumba is definitely uh, born in Canada. He's a pass rusher that plays uh the linebacker position very well. He may even be a defensive end at the CFL, in the CFL. They love those undersized, speedy linebackers to play defensive end because you have to play fast up north of the border because you're playing a yard and a half off the ball. So intriguing to see him get out there and compete this week. But he was very productive at Maine. They have another good uh, defensive lineman um, as well uh, coming out that, that Black Bear program. And Christian Kuntz out of Duquesne was a football game plan preseason. Listen, we had a lot of preseason All-Americans, right? And, um, but Koontz was one of those. And intriguing here because he was very productive at Duquesne. Um, he can cover. He can play inside. He's probably a weak side backer at the next level. But he's also a long snapper here, which, again, just increases your value as at the NFL level. We've seen a situation, I forgot the game, where the long snapper got hurt. I want to say it was the Lions-Giants game um where they had to go to a backup long snapper so this is why you have if you have unique skills you make yourself valuable in the eyes of nfl scouts and evaluators so koontz is a guy to keep an eye on for for his long snapping his linebacking skills speak for themselves just pop on the tape you see him making plays all over the field and that's a very good conference too to, to judge how well he can play out in space to nec the northeast conference with wagner st francis uh robert morris uh, so you're gonna get Bryant. You're gonna get some good football uh, played in that conference. Uh, finally, moving on to the defensive backs, and I'm surprised that this guy hasn't gotten an invite to, and is not to knock the College Gridiron Showcase. But I'm surprised he's not in the East-West Shrine Game or even the Senior Bowl because he is a fantastic football player, and that's Adam Jones out of Northwestern State. Six-three, two twenty-five. He's more of a strong safety than a free safety, but I think he's a which you can call a combo safety. You can trust him back deep. You can trust him in a box. You can trust him out in space. He's a sure tackler. He has ball skills. He reminds me a lot of uh, uh, Landon Collins and how the Giants utilize him. He's going to be a very good football player. He's going to test well. His tape is excellent. So the athleticism matches up with what you see on film, and he's going to put on a showcase, pun intended, here at the CGS All-Star Game. And, the Quan Holmes out of American International Division II prospect, good ball skills, um, and they play in a very tough conference. I want to say it's the uh, Northeast 10 in Division II, real good conference here uh, in, in this area, this part of the country. That's where you see your uh, LIU post, uh, those programs, and American International is a, is a good one. And Holmes had, had a sensational year. He got his hands on a lot of balls, as did Ray Buchanan, uh, Northern Iowa, he's Ray Buchanan Jr., I'm sorry, and yes, that's Ray Buchanan's son. Uh, really good program, too, because we've seen uh, one of their defensive linemen is now going to the East-West Shrine game, and Carter Schulte, Uh I think Schultz had 25-and-a-half TFL, so when you watch Northern Iowa play defensively, their front end helped out their back end, and, and Buchanan is a very good matchup corner, so he can play, I think he's a He's a, a really good zone corner. So if you guys check out his film, you're going to like what you see. And you also like what you see from Terrence Singleton out of Prairie View A&M. He's a man corner day in, day out. He he could take your number one wide receiver and erase him. I love his matchup skills as well uh, from a man perspective. And he's a former Baylor Bear. Went down the road to Prairie View A&M. and performed well in the Southwestern Athletic Conference, which is, again, like we talked about, Coutts, Christian Coots. I'm sorry, at Duquesne, playing in a very good conference, conducive to the skills that you want to see. The same can be said for uh, Terrence Singleton playing in the SWAC. They throw the football. and You talk about teams that come out routinely in four wide receiver sets, sometimes empty, and throw the ball all over the yard. Even his own team, uh, Prairie View, spreads the football around a lot. So you're going to see a ton, of a ton of action come your way. He answers the call each and every down. Um, check out his film as well as Sheldon Dawson of UT Martin. Very good program on the rise here. They got a couple of good defensive players uh, playing in this game, uh, does UT Martin. They're going to be very good next year too, man. I like what uh, UT Martin has done with their program. Offensively, the quarterback Troy Cook is going to be an outstanding player. Keep an eye on him for next season. Um, They'll make some noise in the OVC. They made some this year. Uh, Next year they'll be even better. So those are some of the players that I have earmarked that I'm paying extra attention to. Obviously you want to see how everybody does and everybody competes um, here in, in the college gridiron showcase, but that's just a little bit of what you guys should check out in this game. And some underrated under the radar guys, if you're tired of looking at the same top tier players and prospects, you've watched 55 games on, uh, you know, Deshaun Watson or 55 games on, uh, Draw Davis of Florida or seems like everybody's watched Miles Garrett like all, all year long. But if you want some if you really want to challenge your scouting work and your scouting prowess, you want to go to these type of events or go to these type of games and look at these type of players on these rosters because a lot of these names you may see as undrafted free agents on your football team and you won't have an idea of who they are. But if you did the homework, the proper work, you're going to find that this these games have a ton of talent and these guys, you know, highly productive college players. And, and it's good that they have an outlet for that, for them to play. Because the worst thing that could happen to a guy is, is, to not get an opportunity. And if these guys were that productive at the collegiate level, again, like a quarterback, Justin Dvorak set numerous records. He's the Harlan Hill trophy winner, which is the division two Heisman trophy. And he won that going away with his ability to throw the football and they're, they're not a dink and dunk passing offense, i tell you that. You watch Colorado Mines play, they are going for your neck. They're coming for your neck, going deep down the field, and Dvorak routinely hit guys in stride. He reminded me a lot of a guy that played at the NAIA level that was very high on two years ago in Austin Dodge out of Southern uh, Oregon. Um, same type of build, about six feet tall. Maybe Dodge was a little bit taller. Um, he also threw the football well at the uh, – nfl regional combine in arizona when i went out there in conjunction with the nfl veteran combine but Devorick is cut from the same cloth an excellent and accurate deep ball thrower so but a lot of people hadn't heard of him and we'll dismiss him because he's either six feet tall or played at colorado school of the mines but don't dismiss him go out there and check him out just like dan and dan andrews and andrews out andrews out of when you watch him play so that's it for this episode just want to give you guys a quick overview of the college gridiron case um some prospects that of note that i have earmarked but i will be checking out all these guys and seeing how they compete and i know the cgs people will put the practices and the scrimmages up on their website which will be at cgsallstar.com and i know they also have a youtube page as well follow them on twitter um follow nfl draft bible i know they'll be tweeting updates constantly and also doing player interviews uh rick saratella is a great guy does a great job with those interviews those prospect interviews as well so if you like my grind you'll love his grind even more so because he's constantly out there in the trenches so that's it for this episode of the scout team podcast we'll be back to take a look at another all-star game uh one that's doing something unique two all-star games in one week uh with the spirit hbcu spirit of america bowl and the dream bowl so that'll be episode number four uh, of the scout team podcast but again follow me on twitter at fball game plan subscribe to us on itunes and subscribe to our youtube channel at youtube.com slash football game plan and if you want to hear any one of these podcasts again you can find it archived on our website at football podcast